so I'm cutting off so many things just to bring us God's word and so that we can also partake of the communion, the table of the Lord. It's our communion Sunday. It is the very first Sunday of the year 2024 and we're sealing the year with the communion, the body of Christ and his blood. What a powerful way to begin the year. And we decree and declare in advance that every evil plan of the enemy for the year is thwarted in the name of Jesus. And every plan and purpose of God for our lives will come to fruition and to manifestation in the name of Jesus. I want to welcome everyone to the house of the Lord. And once again, our first timers, the Lord brought you here today and the Lord will meet you at the very point of your needs in Jesus' name. Genesis 1.26, I'll be speaking on dominion. What I've titled the three D's to dominion. Dominion is the prophetic focus for the Word of Life Ministries International, a.k.a. the Stone Church for this year. That's how the Holy Spirit has put it in the heart of our Father in the faith, Pastor Alex Adebue. And so we're flowing in that spirit throughout the year. We're going to be in Genesis 126, and that will be the only text I'll read. And I want us to read it together, and I want us to read it out loud. Are we ready to go? All right, one, two, let us go. And God said, let us make man in our image after our likeness and let them have dominion over the fish of the sea and over the fowl of the air and over the cattle and over all the earth and over every creeping thing that creepeth upon the earth. The Lord bless the reading of his word in Jesus' name. God's plan for mankind right from the beginning. We just read from the book of the beginning now, God's plan was dominion. As clearly stated in our text, it is important therefore as Christians to follow God's plan for our lives. Failure to do so is the recipe for failure in life. God wants us as his children here on earth and as the ambassadors of his kingdom to operate in dominion. Now listen. Dominion not over other people, but over the other works of his hands. When you try to exercise dominion as a believer over another believer, it is called witchcraft. When you try to make your own uh, idea, your own uh, assertions to overrule and override, and it has to be what others take every time, you are sliding from dominion into witchcraft. We listen to other people, we take their advice, and well, I may take it, I may not take it. We disagree to agree, that's fine. Everybody has, you know, uh, the right to express their own opinion. Witchcraft is when you shut others down and you enforce your own will over their will every time. Now that's witchcraft. Even God doesn't do that, he respects our will. If anybody wills, which I'm going to talk about this morning, to go to hell, God will respect that will. If it's your will that I don't want to make heaven, I want to go to hell, I want to live my life anyhow and wind up in hell. Who cares? God will honor that will. He won't break that will. So when we talk about dominion here, God wants us to exercise dominion, but not over other people. God wants us to exercise dominion over the other works of his hands. And I'll give you an example. We have an example in Joshua chapter 10 and verse 13. When Joshua led the armies of Israel to war and he needed the daylight because he wanted to see the enemies until he finished them, until he destroyed them. His 
to the son. You can put that on the screen. He said to the son, son. Now, now, go, go to the previous verse. Sorry. I want where he said it. Then spake, verse 12. Then spake Joshua to the Lord in the day when the Lord delivered up the Amorite before the blah, 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 and Okay, yeah. Delivered up the Amorite before the children of Israel. And he said in the sight of Israel. Look at what he said. He didn't say it in secret. He said it in the open. He said, son, stand thou still upon Gibeon. He told the son to stand at a particular place. And to the moon, he said, you stand in the valley of Ajalon. Upon Gibeon, son, you stand. Upon Ajalon, the valley of Ajalon, moon, you stand there. Go to the next verse. Verse 13, very quickly. And the son stood still. The son obeyed a man. The son obeyed a man. <laughs> dominion. Somebody say dominion. And the moon stayed. Until the people had avenged themselves upon their enemies. Is not this written in the book of Jeshur? So the sun stood still in the midst of heaven and was not in a hurry to go down. Hasted not to go down about a whole day. Joshua spoke to the solar system. And the solar system obeyed Joshua. That's dominion. The sun and the moon. This is just an example. There are other examples in the Bible. And in the course of this series and in the course of the year, I will be teaching us how to walk in dominion in every area of our lives. God does not want you dominated. God wants you to walk in dominion. But he also does not want you to domineer other people. So there is a difference between dominion and domineering. You don't have a domineering spirit. If it's not my way, if it's not your way, it's no way. Some of you even domineer your parents. It's amazing the kind of, you know, uh, parenting that we see in our days. Some of you, your parents can't talk to you. You say, no, this is 21st century. You can't tell me that. I'm 21. I'm an adult. I have to do what I want to do. Hey, if you do that, you, want, you are heading for a crash. You're heading for a crash if you're not under instruction. If you don't listen. And let me tell you something. You will not be able to walk in dominion unless you submit yourself under authority. It takes a man under authority to exercise authority. What is dominion that we're talking about? It's a big word. Dominion is the same as authority. Dominion is walking in the full authority of the word of God in every area of your life. It is to have and to exercise authority over every situation. Whether it's physical, whether it's emotional or financial or spiritual. And in every area of our endeavor. Dominion is not domineering. It is simply being all God has designed you to be in Christ Jesus. Walking in full authority of his word. Being fruitful in every good work. As stated in Colossians chapter 1 and verse 10. And thereby bringing glory to his name. The purpose of dominion, the essence of dominion is so that our lives can bring glory to God. God doesn't want you to live in shame. He doesn't want your life to wind up shameful. He doesn't want you to be fruitless in your efforts. God doesn't want you... To not have fruit to show for your academics, your business, your health, your relationship, your spiritual walk with him. God doesn't want you going to bed and being oppressed by demons. People, There are people who can't sleep. They are oppressed. Their sleep is withheld from them. It's an oppression of the devil. I've suffered insomnia before, so I know what it means. Insomnia is terrible. 
It's a horrible thing when you go to bed and you can't sleep. I've had three episodes of not being able to sleep at all. I don't mean sleeping one hour. I mean not being able to sleep at all, all night. One of those episodes, I went to the bathroom five times. I just turned on the shower, showering on me, showering. I thought maybe after one shower, I'll be able to sleep. I went second time. I went the third time. I went the fourth time. I went the fifth time. And in spite of the five times of shower, I couldn't sleep. I knew this wasn't from God. Got into my living room and began to pray. Pray, 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 pray. Listen, God doesn't want you to suffer things like that. Some people's lives are controlled by voices, strange voices. God delivered one of our sisters from that. I lost a cousin to that years ago. Just got up from bed and that voice told him, mix your shaving powder. And he mixed it. Shaving powder is to shave beards. And the voice told him, drink it and he drank it and died. A young man full of potential. We live in a very wicked world, controlled by spirits. In Psalm 74 verse 20, it says, have respect unto the covenant. For the dark places of this world, of this earth, are full of the habitations of cruelty. The dark places are full of the habitations of cruelty. So you are joking if you think this world ends with what you see. There is the unseen realm. And the unseen realm is more real than this realm. In fact, everything that was made was made from the unseen. So that realm is real. And guess what? God wants you to have dominion in that realm. When you have dominion in that realm, you will have dominion in this realm. Are you with me, church? Are you with me, church? So my job throughout this period is to show you certain steps, what to do to walk in dominion. And then for you to start walking in dominion. It is a fresh year, and there's a whole lot that God has loaded into this year for us, and we will partake of it in the mighty name of Jesus. Many, many Christians do not boldly take their place in dominion because it is little preached or little talked about. Even in my own ministry, I've only taught about dominion maybe once. Bible study series, Dominion by the Word. That's what I titled it, Dominion by the Word. And I must have taught that maybe sometime last year or two years ago. But we're going to talk about it more this year because this is part of God's plan, God's agenda for us to walk in dominion. What is that thing that doesn't make you sleep in the night? What is it that you're afraid of? You're going to work, you're afraid. You're going to school, you're afraid. You, you can't mingle with friends. You're afraid every time. Your life is being controlled by the spirit of fear. Fear is a spirit. It's not an emotional feeling. According to psychology, no, no. According to the Bible, it is a spirit. Romans chapter 8, and I believe verse 15, tells us, we have not been given the spirit of bondage again to fear, but the spirit of adoption, whereby we cry, Abba, Father. You can see fear, there is a spirit. We have not received the spirit of bondage again to fear. It's a spirit that binds people. The fear of the unknown, the fear of tomorrow, the fear of failure, the fear of death, the matter of all fears. God doesn't want that to control your life. You can't go there, you can't do this, you can't do that because you're living in fear. No, God wants you to have dominion over fear. Every kind of fear, including the fear of death. When a family loses a loved one, there is the tendency that the spirit of fear will dominate. Because everybody is afraid. We don't know who is going next. No, baby, not here. Can I have an amen to that? You, you tell the devil, say, not, not here. Not in my house. Somebody say, not here. But can I tell you what? It is not the devil holding many people on the same spot year in, year out. 
It is their ignorance of what God has said about them that is keeping them on the spot. Because they won't invest time to read. Many Christians are too lazy, especially in our days. You don't invest time. I don't talk about spending time to read. I'm talking about investing time. Every time you sit down to read, you are, you are making an investment into your life. You are making an investment into your future. And wherever there is an investment, there is something called ROI, return on investment. If there is nothing that goes in, nothing will come out. If you don't deposit into your account, you have nothing to withdraw on the day you need cash. You don't have anything in your account and then you go queue on the ATM. Queuing on the ATM queue doesn't mean that money is going to suddenly drop into your account. Did you put money there? Did you deposit money there? If there is no deposit, there can be no withdrawal. Some of you are bankers, so you know what I'm talking about. Ignorance. People won't read, they won't study, they won't meditate and discover who they are in Christ. And I put here, until you start treating ignorance as a killer, you won't be on an insatiable search for knowledge. Until you start treating ignorance as a killer, as an assassin, you won't be on an insatiable search for knowledge. Until you start treating ignorance as a killer, that this thing can kill me. And I'm going to have to deal with it. I'm going to kill ignorance. I'm going to damage it so that it doesn't kill me. You won't be on an, on an insatiable search for knowledge. I tell you, God's people, ignorance kills. There's an African proverb that says, what you don't know cannot kill you. How true is that? Let me give you an illustration. Somebody goes into the science laboratory sees a bottle water or water water bottle water bottle and it has liquid content and is labeled h2so4 but this man is from the village and he has been taught that the chemical formula for water is h2o so when he saw h2 he didn't even bother to look at the remaining so4 just open say this must be good water so4 is h2o but this one has so4 wow and the man is very thirsty. He opens the fridge where it has been refrigerated, brings it out, opens it. He doesn't know. And then he gulps it down. I tell you, he won't, be, he won't finish that bottle. Will it kill him? No, 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 no. What you don't know cannot kill you. Come on, talk to me, George. If, if that African proverb is correct, what you don't know cannot kill you. Will drinking H2SO4 kill anybody because they don't know? The guy doesn't know. In fact, I have a book titled <laughs> What You Don't Know Will Kill You. <laughs> it's written by one Don Colbert. He's a doctor, medical doctor and a Christian, solid Christian. So what you don't know is killing you. Ignorance is the number one destroyer of the Christian. And what you don't know, you don't know. That's why we need to be on a search, an insatiable search for knowledge. Knowledge of God and knowledge of his word. The fact that a medical doctor does not qualify you to fly an airplane. If you didn't go to aviation school, what you don't know, you don't know. It's not your area. It's not your turf. It's not your forte. Are you with me, church? Are you with me, church? Are you with me, church? In fact, that a medical doctor does not make you an expert in a particular area. I'm a medical doctor, but you're not a surgeon. 
or you have not been trained in, in uh, uh, the area of the brain to operate the brain. You are not a neurosurgeon. Maybe you are an orthopedic surgeon. In fact, you are a surgeon, but you are an orthopedic surgeon. You are dealing with bones. Your area of specialty is not the brain. So if you have a family member that has a brain problem, you don't open up their skull and say, don't worry, I'm a surgeon, and I'm going to do... No, sir, that's not your area of specialty. What you don't know, you don't know. Let it be part of your goals this year to cover the scriptures from Genesis to Revelation. Make it part of your goals this year. Read voraciously. Consume the word of God like your necessary food. Like Job said, I've desired this word more than my necessary food. Let it be part of your agenda for this year. Make it part of your goals. That this year, I've never covered the Bible before. I want to cover it. I'm not asking you to be able to explain it. Just cover it. Read. Let God see a student in you. He will send the teachers to you. Are you with me? Are you with me, church? I want to stir up your hunger this morning. And I want to show you that ignorance is terrible. Ignorance is bad. Ignorance is, is, not, is nothing to be celebrated or something to be, to be embraced. Read the word of God this year and ask the Holy Spirit for revelation knowledge. In Proverbs chapter 4 verse 7, the Bible says wisdom is the principal thing and in all thy getting, get understanding. What is wisdom? Wisdom is applied knowledge. But how can you apply when you don't even have knowledge at all? You have nothing to apply. So for you to walk in wisdom, you start the journey from knowledge. And wisdom is the principal thing in life. It is not money. Some people think money is all I need. Pastor, give me one million, I'll be fine. No, I give you one million and you're going to waste it. Without wisdom. Wisdom is the principal thing. And in all you're getting, with all you're getting, get understanding also. In Proverbs 19 verse 2, the Bible says, For the soul to be without knowledge, it is not good. There are certain things that are not good in the Bible. They are not good in life. For you to be an ignoramus, it is not good. An ignoramus is an ignorant person. Who is an ignorant person? You have no knowledge. It is not good. You can start from that state, but you must change and say, Lord, something has to change. I want to know you. I want to know your word. And let me even tell you, improve also in your area of endeavor, in your business, read up. Read up something. There are articles on the internet. There are free videos on YouTube about your job, your career, your profession. Read up. For the soul to be without knowledge, it is not good. Proverbs 24, verses 3 to 5. Can I have that quickly on the screen? Proverbs 24, verses 3 to 5. It said, through wisdom is a house built. And by understanding, it is established. You want to build a house? Wisdom. You want to establish it? Understanding. Now, verse 4 says, and by knowledge you know, uh, uh, set, and then the house is tastefully furnished. To furnish your house, to furnish your life. Now, because this symbolizes your life. To furnish your life with precious and pleasant riches, the Bible says you must have knowledge. Somebody say, have knowledge. Verse 5. A wise man is strong. Yea, a man of knowledge increaseth strength. A wise man is strong. Yea, a man of knowledge increases strength. When you are a man of knowledge, you will go from strength to strength. When you find yourself being weak, you need to improve in your knowledge area. Your knowledge of the word of God. Your knowledge of God. Your knowledge of the Holy Spirit. And your knowledge of your business, your career, whatever you're doing. Increase in knowledge and you will increase in strength. Go to verse, verses 13 and 14, same chapter. 
one of my favorite scriptures from my teenage years. Say, my son, eat thou honey because it is good. And the honeycomb, which is sweet to thy taste. Verse 14. So shall the knowledge of wisdom be unto thy soul. So shall the knowledge, the knowledge, the knowledge of wisdom be unto thy soul. When thou hast found it, then there shall be a reward and thy expectation shall not be cut off. Everybody prays, Lord, my expectation shall not be cut off. My expectation shall not be cut off. But you're coming from somewhere. You must be coming from knowledge. The knowledge of wisdom shall be to your soul like the honey, sweet, like the honeycomb. This year, make it one of your goals to walk in wisdom. But the journey to wisdom starts from knowledge. Are you with me, church? Daniel, a man sold out to knowledge acquisition, said in Daniel chapter 9 and verse 2, he said, I, Daniel, understood by books. The African man, they say, is very lazy. But I believe that jinx is broken over Africa in the name of Jesus. They say, if you want to hide anything from the African man, write it in a book. You know why? Because he will never read it. He will never read it. The African man doesn't like reading. It's not in our culture. Especially this generation with the social media generation. You just want everything video. You like skits and TikTok and... And what do you call those things? Short, short videos? Reels? Yeah, yeah, that's fine. It's okay. I can't sit down reading one hour. Just give me, you know, reels. Just give me skits and I'll be fine. No, you won't be. You won't be. If you want to build a foundation that will last, the foundation for a future that will last and will, make, and, and will be meaningful and will be fruitful, go for knowledge. Tell your neighbor, say, go for knowledge. Daniel said, I, Daniel, understood by books. How did he understand? By books. Daniel was a man given to reading. No wonder he excelled in his generation. He was a civil servant and he was in authority and he was, he was working in dominion both in the spiritual and the physical realm. They so hated him, they threw him into the lions, then he came out unscathed. One of the secrets of Daniel, he was sold out to knowledge acquisition. Knowledge acquisition, not wealth acquisition. And when you have enough knowledge, wealth will locate you. I'll give you another example from the Bible. Paul the aged. Paul the apostle was described in Philemon chapter 1 verse 9 as Paul the aged. What the, he was a man of deep insight into the Holy Writ. And a man of great revelation. He said in 1 Timothy 4, 13 to 15. I want that on the screen. In verse 13 he said, till I come, give attendance to reading, to exhortation, to doctrine. First, first Timothy 4.13, 4.13, He said, till I come, give attendance to reading. Give attention to reading. Paul said, hey, Timothy, my son in the faith, until I come, give attention to reading. Reading is becoming very scarce in our generation. Give attention to reading, not video watching. Give attention to reading. Then to exhortation. Exhortation is coming closer to God, drawing closer to God. That is what it means to exhort, to draw people closer to God. So he said, give attention to exhortation. Draw yourself closer to God and to doctrine. Then his father said, neglect not, verse 14, neglect not the gift that is in thee, which was given thee by, the, by prophecy with the laying on of the hands of the presbytery, which is the word for the elders. Verse 15. Meditate upon these things. 
Give yourself wholly to them. Why? So that your profiting may appear to all. I pray for you, church, this year, you will profit and your profiting will appear to all. God will give you obvious testimonies. I'm, I'm swearing those blessings on you from my spirit. God will give you obvious testimonies. People have mocked you. They've said, what have you got to show for your serving God? What have you got to show for going to church? This year, you'll have a whole lot to show. Paul said to Timothy, the pathway to that prayer is for you to acquire knowledge. Give attention to reading. In 2 Timothy 2.15, he said it to him again as a young pastor. Timothy was a young pastor, the pastor of the largest church at that time. He said to him, this is very important. Study, study to show yourself approved unto God. There is the room for prayer. There must be room for study. Study to show yourself approved unto God. Study to gain divine approval. Study. Not walking around, wasting time, visiting friends. Study. Sit down and study. He spoke about reading earlier. Give attention to reading. Now he moved from reading to study. And then he moved from there to meditation. He says study to show yourself approved unto God. A workman that needed not to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. And in closing his epistle, 2 Timothy chapter 4 and verse 13. 1 Timothy 4, 13. 2 Timothy 2, 15. 2 Timothy 4, 13. He was saying almost the same thing. He said, the cloak that I left at Troas, cloak was the overcoat, what they call winter jacket, that I left at Troas. Troas was a geographical location at the time with Kapos. Kapos was a human being, a fellow believer. He said, when thou comest, when you are coming, bring with thee and the books. Paul the apostle was a man sold out to books. He said, bring my winter jacket. But don't forget my books. But especially the parchments. What he referred to as parchments are the things we call summer notes now or jotters. What you write on. Make it a point of duty when you come to church. Write. Write. I thank God for your magnetic brain. Praise God. This is social media, digital generation. Hallelujah. But please write something down. A short pencil is better than a long memory. A day will come, you might forget those things. But the things written down, you go back there and make reference. Wow! Did I write this? Especially when you consult. If you are the type that consults your summer note. Not the type that writes every Sunday and dump it to open next Sunday again. Dump it, open next Sunday again. Make sure you refer to it. Are you with me, church? I'm making a point this morning. I'm trying to get your hunger to jack up to the next level. I've said all of these things to, to stir up your hunger for knowledge. In an era when many have become spiritually lazy and are looking for quick fixes. The reason some of these prophets are still selling is because people are not reading their Bibles. People are not discovering who they are in Christ. The day you discover that you have dominion, you will stop, you will stop patronizing <coughs> excuse me, prophets from the mountains and the valleys. You stop patronizing people. It's going to be you alone with God. You and God alone sorting out every matter of your life. Are you with me, church? In fact, do you know that knowledge is so important that even grace and peace are multiplied through knowledge? First Peter. Let's go to First Peter very quickly and let's see how he introduced, how uh, that epistle was introduced right there. 
Second Peter. I've seen grace and peace. Yeah. Second Peter chapter 1 and verse 2. It said, grace and peace be multiplied unto you. How? Read it, read it, church. Grace and peace be multiplied to you because I've laid hands on you. Come on, talk to me. Was that what he said? Grace and peace be multiplied because I've preached a powerful message to you. Was that what he said? Oh, so what did he say? How do you get grace and peace to be multiplied? Through knowledge. The knowledge of God and of Jesus our Lord. The more you know God, the more you know King Jesus, the more grace and peace are multiplied in your life. Let me now begin to talk about the three Ds of uh, the three Ds to dominion. There are some three Ds you need to put in place if you want to walk in dominion. I'll be talking about other things also, but I want to start from these three Ds as inspired by the Holy Spirit. Number one D is determination. Determination. You know what three D is? Those of you that are architects and uh, those of you that do engineering, drawing, technical drawing. And, and uh, even graphics designing and all of that. You, you know about 3D, all right? But that's not my 3D. My own 3D, I won't give you everything now. I'll just give you number one. And that's going to be it for today. Number one, determination. Someone said determination. You want to walk in dominion? The number one step is determination. You have to be determined to walk in dominion. God is not going to drop dominion on you. He has provided it by the blood of Jesus. Christ has gone to the cross. He's gone to the grave. He's gone to heaven. He's secured dominion for us. We have dominion. In fact, in Ephesians chapter 1 from verse 17, the Pauline prayer. Can we look at it very quickly? I want to show you something there very quickly. Ephesians 1 from verse 17. And it's a good prayer to pray over your life every day. It said that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give unto you the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him, the eyes of your understanding being enlightened, that you may know what is the hope of his calling and what the riches of the glory of his inheritance in the saints and what is the exceeding greatness of his power to us what do believe according to the working of his mighty power, which he wrought in Christ when he raised him from the dead and set him at his own right hand in the heavenly places, far, not anywhere near, far above all principality. Somebody say amen to that. Oh, there are principalities in our family. Christ has taken you far above them. And power. And might. And dominion. Oh, pastor, sickness has dominated our family. Early death has dominated our family. Poverty has dominated our family. Lack of seriousness has dominated our family. Nobody's serious in our family. From the first one to the last. Hey, baby, come on. You have a scripture here. Christ has taken you far above that dominion. You are dominion yourself. Can I, can I have an amen? You, you are a principality yourself. You are a child of the most high God. You are a terror to what has been terrorizing you when you wake up to who you are in Christ. All you need to do is wake up. You don't need all those juju that those babalawos are giving people in your family. Use this one in, at 3 a.m. Use this one. Mix it with pap. It will, it will shock you that there are Christians who go to church and yet patronize herbalists to advance their business or to protect themselves. Like God cannot protect us. Yeah. You can go to a herbalist today. By tomorrow you go there, the man is dead. Then what happens to you and what he gave you? We have dominion. Someone say, I have dominion. Some of you need to share this message with your parents. God is enough. God is more than enough. Number one, D is determination. 
It might look simple, but this is a very powerful word. And you'll find it in different synonyms and phrases in the Bible. The same word, determination, but sometimes it's described as purpose. Like he purposed in his heart. Meaning he determined in his heart. Alright? So you might find it in other phrases which I will show you, but it's the same word. I'll give you an example from Genesis. Genesis 11. Genesis 11 verses 4 to 8. You know man, God already gave man dominion in Genesis chapter 1. Now, these guys were exercising this dominion. Genesis 11. Genesis 11. They, they, they came together and they said, look, we're going to build a city. We don't want to be scattered on the face of the earth. Let's build a city that would reach heaven and so we can have free access, no visa. We don't need flights. We just go to heaven and come down. <laughs> you know, uh, just want to say hello to God and maybe have dinner with him and then come back here. All right? Now, Genesis 11 and verse 4. And they said, go to. Let us build us a city and a tower whose top may reach unto heaven. And let us make us a name lest we be scattered abroad upon the face of the whole earth. They don't want to travel abroad. They want to be in one place. And the Lord came down to see the city and the tower, which the children of men built. God came down to check it out. And the Lord said, And the Lord said, Now hear the word of God. He said, Behold, the people is one, the power of a united people. That's why as a church, we need to be united. We don't need all these bickerings. We don't need all this envying one another, being bitter against one another, saying nasty things about one another. It won't help any of us. It's keeping you on a spot. Like you are trying to keep me on a spot. When people are united, when they are one, they can do anything. They can achieve anything. Look, we're going out on evangelism, all right. Yes, we go. Zoom, we go. We'll come back with souls. Look, guys, let us pray. Boom, we all gather together and we cry before God. God will hear. We don't want this woman to die. She's one of our mothers and she's dealing with cancer. We want the cancer to die. God will hear. But many times we're alone. Lone rangers, lone soldiers, we fight alone. That's why the enemy is able to stab us from the back because there's nobody protecting us from behind. And some are even making efforts to divide the church. May the Lord have mercy on your soul. Our strength is in our unity. Our being one. That devil has not been born that will overcome the church of God. A united church. The easiest way for the devil to penetrate a church is to sow seeds of discord. And one of the people that God hates, God loves everybody, but the Bible says God hates. The one that sows the seed of discord among brethren. A tail bearer will separate the best of friends. Have you heard? Do you know what she said about you? You know you were not in church last Sunday. She said so, so, and so, and I knew she was referring to you. Ah, me? With all of for that girl? Oh my God. Oh my God. I won't talk to her again. I will talk to her, but I will give her a piece of my mind. No, don't, don't give her a piece of your mind. Don't tell her. Don't tell her that I, I told you. This year, make up your mind. Anybody comes to you with some news that is very interesting, tell them. As you are telling me now, I'm going to call the person. And I will tell them that you told me. Can you defend it? Ah, no, ah, you should be, I just came to tell you. Ah, no, you are a tailbearer. 
whatever you say, and you cannot defend. In fact, what are you saying? You should be bringing, when you come to me, bring the word of God. Pastor, thus saith the Lord. This is what God has said concerning you. This is what God has said concerning me. Let that be what we say. We will be stronger. We will be better. We will move faster. The speed will be high. The velocity will be up there, top notch. Imagine God himself said this. He said the people is one. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And they all, they have all one language. And this they begin to do. And now nothing will be restrained from them which they have imagined or determined to do. Nothing will be restrained from them. <laughs> the power of a made up mind. The power of a determined man. The power of a determined lady. When a lady determines to keep her virginity till she gets married, you can't, you can't steal it from her. When a man decides and determines, I'm going to rise from failure to obscurity, enough is enough with poverty in our lineage. Grandpa was poor. Great-grandpa, poor. Papa, poor. Me now, I've been born into poverty, but poverty dies on my, on my case. And he chooses to follow God. There's a particular sickness in the family. When you go to the hospital, they will ask you, do you have history of this condition in your family? You say, yeah, I remember my, great, my grandmother got to a particular stage in her life. She couldn't see anymore. And now you are beginning to see signs. Why must it be you? Why must it be anybody in your family? You can rise and be a trailblazer. You can rise and be a trendsetter. You can rise against that thing, that, that condition, and say, no, no more, no, not, not anymore. You're not going to prosper Satan in our family. Verse 7. Go to, let us go down, and there confound their language, that they may not understand one another's speech. Verse 8. So the Lord scattered them abroad from thence upon the face of all the earth. That's when people started traveling abroad. And they left off to build the city. Imagine if the Lord had not confounded their language. These guys were determined to build a city and a tower to reach up to heaven. God said nothing would have been restrained from them. They would have achieved it. That's the power of determination. Do you want to walk in dominion? You have to speak to yourself. Look, enough is enough. With failure in my life. I'm not pampering failure again. I want to dominate that thing. I want to dominate the market. Some of you in your, in your field, they don't even know you. Now you need to go from where you are to the point where they search for the best thing in your field, in this city, and your name comes up on Google. Can I have an amen to that? Okay, only two people understand that. If your name is Deborah, Deborah Jones, for example, and somebody types Deborah on Google, you need to bring some Deborah, some suggestions. Yours should be among them. Can I have an amen? Because now, for good, not for bad. <laughs> for good. Amen? You can't, you, can't stop, you can't stop a determined man. You cannot stop a determined woman. They are unstoppable. 
They are unstoppable. They are unstoppable. If a man determines to go to hell, no force of hell can stop him. And if a man determines to follow God and to do well in life, it's only a matter of time and faith. He will rise from obscurity. He will overcome every challenge and be who God wants him to be. God always wants us to do well. We don't have a problem with God. God always is on our side. Third John and verse 2. He says, Beloved, I wish above all things that thou mayest prosper and be in health even as your soul prospers. That is God's will. God wants you to do well. Now listen, guys. Determination is not wishful thinking. It's not wishful thinking. No, you've gone past that level. Before you get to determination, you have wished, you have desired, and in fact, you have called yourself to a meaningful meeting to talk to yourself. In Yoruba language, they say, It's one level for people to talk to you. Ah, don't be doing this now. You know the way you're doing it now is not good. Don't be keeping late nights. Don't be doing this. Don't be doing that. That's one level. It's a higher level when you talk to yourself. It's a moment of truth. When you look yourself in the mirror and begin to talk to yourself. That is where determination is produced. Nobody can talk to you the way you will talk to yourself. The prodigal son, they had advised him. His father had trained him. Everybody spoke to him. He didn't listen. He said, give me my inheritance. I want to go. I want to go abroad. I want to jack her. I want to go and find a life for myself. Give me what belongs to me. And the father gave him everything. And he traveled. The Bible says he traveled to a far country. In Luke chapter 15. And he wasted it all. He was in every nightclub. Digging it with the babes. This is how we do it. Come on. This is how we do it. Come on. This is how we do it. And Papa get money. Eh? You know. This is how we roll. We are the big boys. You want a bamba? What? You got to have money, man. We are the big boys. Every night, big boy. Every night, big boy in the nightclubs in a foreign country. He converted the father's wealth to forex. And he was lavishing it. And the babes were loving him. Because he had money to spend. But in no time, the Bible says he finished all. How much time does it take for wealth to develop wings and fly? A million dollars? Ah! If I have one million dollars, oh, more, I will not walk again in my life. <laughs> oh, no, I will not walk again. I will not walk again in Ayo's voice. I will not walk again in my life. <laughs> Ayo, Ayo acts funny sometimes. You know, if I, if I have that money, I will not walk again. I will not walk again. I will, ah, I will just be fine. I will just be sleeping. We can all, ah, I will not walk again. It's only a matter of time. $100,000 is just one bill. One bill. I take it to the club. And all it takes... Is to peel it, peel it off a hundred times. That's all. Psst, 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 psst. And the stripper is climbing the pole. Psst, 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 psst. Come on, baby. You got it. You got it. You got it. You got it. <laughs> One night. Another night. Take another bill. Hundred pieces. Hundred dollar bill each. By the time you do that in two weeks, three weeks, money is gone. Then your eyes will be clear. That's when you will know that Omaraye, the people of the world, they help you to lick the hand of Oye. Palm Oye. 
When they see blood, nobody, ah, nobody, nobody licks blood. That blood might have hepatitis <laughs> or HIV. Nobody licks it. You are alone in trouble. When there is no money, even among your friends, you know, when you have a whole lot, information has a way of traveling around. Oh, but that guy don't have out. The person that has not called you in three months will call you. Oh, but how are you doing now? I just think I wish you happy Tuesday. <laughs> <laughs> it's, just, it's, not, it's not your birthday, it's not anything, it's your happy Tuesday. Because they know you can say, send me your answer. Wait till they worry you. Pa! But oh boy, when everything finishes, you will know you're on your own. The same people that were calling you, you call them and say, I'm not available. <laughs> I am, hello, I am not, I'm the one you're speaking with, but I am not available at the moment. It happened to the prodigal son. It got so bad. Listen, I'm not just telling you a story. It happened to him. It got so bad. He got a job in a farm. They were raising pigs in that farm. It was a piggery. The guy, I don't know the wicked employer that employed him. He wasn't giving him food. The guy was struggling. He was hustling for, for the feed of pigs. Himself and the pigs were hustling to eat the husk. husk. Then he came to a point in his life. One day. Bible says he came back to his senses. Luke 15 and verse 17. Can I have that on the screen? Verse 17. And he came to himself. Somebody say he came to himself. I'm preaching this message for somebody to come to themselves this morning. I want you to come to yourself. Because it's early in the year. Before you leave like last year. Before you leave like two years ago. Somebody said the definition of insanity is doing the same thing the same way and expecting a different result. If you want a different result, you have to change your modus operandi. You have to change the way you do things. You have been praying 15 minutes every day. Shobro, 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 shobro. It has not produced so much result. It's 15 minutes result. Jack it up to 30 minutes. It's been 30 minutes. Jack it up to an hour. It's been an hour. Jack it up to two hours. Because you want a different result. Came to himself. And when he came to himself... Nobody spoke to him. He spoke to himself. He organized a meeting between himself and himself. He said, look at his reflections. How many hired servants of my fathers, my dads, have bread enough to, not just to eat, to spare. His father's servants were rich enough, they had bread to spare. And I perish with hunger. I die with hunger. This is not a story that is far-fetched. Look at yourself in that mirror. How rich is your heavenly father? But what's going on in your life? What am I lacking? And I perish with hunger. Next verse. He was speaking to himself. Woe, Omo. I will arise. I will. Will is part of your soul. In your soul, we have your mind, your will, and your emotion. Your will is the center of determination. I determine to arise. I will arise. Somebody say, I will arise. In 2024, say, I will arise. That I will arise and go to my father. And I, I'm going to say to my father, Papa! Papa! 
I have sinned against heaven and before thee. Alright? Move on quickly. Come on now. Come on, come on, come on. Move on. You're doing well. And I'm no more worthy to be called your son. Please, Papa, make me as one of your hired servants. Because I'm going to get salary. I'm going to have enough bread to eat and to spare. I, I, I'm not worthy to be called your son anymore. But what did the father do? The father threw his arms open. The father ran towards him. The father hugged him. The father kissed him. The father changed his dirty garment. He was smelling of the body odor from pigs. Pigs don't wear perfumes. The father changed his garment. Give him, give him a Gucci, give him a Gucci top. Change the pants. Change it to, change, change it to, whatever. You guys know the designers. Change, change. Look, oh, his feet are dirty. Give him a brand new pair of sneakers from, from, from the Nike store. Come on, get me that chopper and Dupont perfume. Come on, kill the fatted calf. Let's have some asu right now. The father threw a party. Why? Because somebody determined to go back home. This is the year of the Lord. I beg you, all of you, my listeners, and those who are watching online and listening online, this is the year to return to the Lord. This is the year to return home. Let the backslider be restored. Come back home. This is the year to open your Bible and read. This is the year to pray some more. This is the year to evangelize. <coughs> Excuse me. Some of you are very good. <coughs> Excuse me. On social media. Use social media to win souls. Let your content. You don't need to close your account. Just change your content. Your rubbish TikTok. You're shaking bomb bomb for the world. No, change that. Just a word. Just a phrase. Say something about the Bible. Say something about God. Say something. People are depressed all over the place. Say something about depression. They don't have to die depressed. They can change. God has a plan for you. Be, a, be the mouthpiece of God. Be the hands of God. Be the, the, the legs of God. Be the feet of God. Be the voice of God to this generation. But it all starts with determination. The guy talked to himself and, and determined to go back home. A determined person has burnt their bridge. The guy looked at that foreign country. Looked at the passport. Looked at the visa they gave him. He said, bah. I'm going to go back home. The guy relocated. Back home. He had jackpot before. He jackpot that. Determination. Determination means you burn your bridge. Goodbye world. Stay no longer with you. Goodbye pleasures of sin. Pornography. And the rest of them. I stay no longer. You burn your bridge. Be determined this year to walk in dominion. Be determined to walk with God. Pastor, you know, sometimes I make up my mind, but I find myself going back. Determine! It's because you have not determined yet. Determination means you have considered the pros and the cons of a matter, and you have arrived at a decision in spite of the risks that may be involved. God, is, God himself is a God of determination. He doesn't do things haphazardly. Isaiah 14 and verse 24. In the Good News translation, I'm not sure 
I'm not sure that um, you have the good news translation. Let me read it from here. He said, the Lord Almighty has sworn an oath. What is the oath? What I have planned will happen. What I have determined to do will be done. God is a God of determination. Say that with me. Say God is a God of determination. God said, what I have determined to do will be done. God has determined to bless you. This year, you will be blessed. Only three people came to church. I'm trying to check if my mic is working. I said, God has determined to bless you, and this year, you'll be blessed. Uh-huh. Okay, now you came to church, and you heard me right. In Acts chapter 4, verse 28, he said, but everything they did was determined beforehand, according to your will. New Living Translation. Everything they did was determined beforehand. God is a God of determination. Nobody can be great in life or walk in dominion without being determined. Do you know that as simple as saving money is, you can't do it unless you are determined. How many of you have tried saving before? Especially at the beginning of the year. Ah! 20 naira every day, 20 naira every day, 20 naira every day. In seven days, it's 140. Abby, 140 multiplied by four. Mathematicians, how much is that? Oh, yeah, yeah, use your calculator, use your phone. I'm wrapping up now. I need to wrap up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 240. Abi, uh, Abi? Is that much? Five? How much is my 560? 560, Abi. 560 naira. That's, that's um, a month, Abi. So 560 times 12, is that much? 560 times 12. How much is that? No, don't use your head. Use your calculator. I trust your calculator more. <laughs> Except I have Igbo people in the house. Only Igbo people can... Mm, mm, nah, mm, mm. And they're accurate. 6,720. 6,000. Okay, that's 20 naira every day. Can we now make it like 100 naira every day? 100 naira every day. 100 naira, 100 naira, multiplied by 7. That's 700, Abby. 700... Okay, multiplied by 4. That's 2,800. Abby? 2,800 multiplied by... Now, multiply that by, that by 365. No, 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 no. It's going to be multiplied by 12 because we've got one month already. Okay, so how much is that? 33,600. I tell you, with that, you can buy Christmas chicken for yourself, for your dad, for your mom, and for your mommy in the village. 33,000. Just by saving 100 naira every day. Now, that's the simplest. That's the easiest you can do. Some of you can save 1,000 every day. You are that blessed. 1,000 every day multiplied by 7 is 7,000. Am I right? That's 28,000 in a month, right? How much is that in a year? Come on, are you kidding me? How much is that? 365,000. Man, that's a whole lot of money to have in December. You don't need anybody to send you Christmas gifts. You bless your pastor. <laughs> you bless your daddy and mommy. You bless your friend. You call your friends. Oh boy, come to our church. I want to, I will pay your tea fare. By saving 1,000 every day. It is very simple, isn't it? But do you know it is very hard if you are not determined? Because there will be occasions where you will need that 1K. Or somebody will call you for an urgent... 2K. <laughs> Don't worry, this year you will have more than enough to give them. Amen? Amen. It's easy to pray. Sit down, pray in the Holy Ghost. 
But if you are not determined, it's hard. I want to pray 5 a.m. every day. Day one, you get up at 5 a.m., you're excited. Shambalaba, you wake up the whole neighborhood. Rabada, yeah, you must not pray. Get more, go, go, go. The whole hostel must know. Somebody's here. Allah do a day. Day two, you are up. Day three, mm. you be like, it be things though. <laughs> After one week, God will understand. <laughs> Determination. Anybody knows what I'm talking about? I want to finish my Bible this year. I'm going to finish reading the Bible. Day one. Okay, well, Pastor Fred is sharing the daily reading plan. Day one. Genesis. Only two chapters. Matthew, one chapter. I will read like seven days together. Pa! By the middle of March, you have forgotten. Where is that thing that they said we should be reading? But this year, you are going to walk in determination. Amen? Amen. Let me move forward very quickly. Move forward very quickly. Oh. I wrap up with the story of the three Hebrew guys. Shidrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Daniel chapter 1. Let me, let me just summarize this. In verse 5, they had been taken captive, exiled away from their home. And the Bible says that the king assigned, okay, I want it, I want it in um, KJV. KJV, verse 5. And the king appointed them a daily provision of the king's meat. And of the wine which he drank, the food he ate and the, the wine he drank. So nourishing them for three years, all right, that at the end thereof, they might stand before the king. At the end of three years. But you know what these guys did? Daniel leading them, they refused the king's meat. They determined not to eat it. Verse 8. Go to verse 8. I'm summarizing it. Let's read it together. One, two, go. But Daniel proposed. You see, the word proposed there is the word determined. We can replace it safely. And, but Daniel, you see the word bought. It was offered for free. Good meat. Good wine. What would make a man say no to the king's meat? Determination. But Daniel proposed in his heart that he would not defile himself with the portion of the king's meat, nor with the wine which he drank. Therefore, he requested of the prince of the eunuchs that he might not defile himself. Hey, I'm not going to defile myself. My three guys, we're not going to defile ourselves. We don't want the king's meat. Let me tell you something about the king's meat. After it was being prepared, it was dedicated to idols. So the food will now taste irresistibly delicious. It will be so sweet, nothing would taste like it. It was dedicated to idols. The same with the wine. Daniel, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, by the, by the way, those were not their names. Their names were Azariah, Hananiah, and uh, Me Mesh, Mesh something. Let me see. It's in the same Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Okay, so Meshach, no, 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 no. Mishael, 
Hananiah and Azariah. Those were their names. He also gave Daniel a new name. He gave Daniel Belshazzar, but that Belshazzar, Daniel, we claim Daniel more. We don't talk about Belshazzar. Praise God. Amen. They said they were not going to defile themselves. They determined in their heart. They were not going to eat meat dedicated to idols. They served the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. The God of Israel, El Elohe Israel. So they said, we're not going to defile ourselves. I'm not going to defile myself. I'm in a strange country. I'm in a foreign land, but I'm not going to serve a foreign God. My God remains my God. I've sworn allegiance to the God of Abraham, Isaac, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. And the head of the eunuchs said to them, hey guys, don't kill me. They requested vegetable and water. Said, if the king should discover that you're not eating the meat and drinking the wine so you can be strong and big and fatter and fresher, the king will kill me. He will cut off my head. And they said to him, you don't need to worry about that. Let's do a, a, a test run for 10 days. Test run us for 10 days on vegetable and water. We're not going to eat that food sacrificed to idols, dedicated to idols. And we're not going to drink that wine. And in 10 days, they did. Look at the result. Daniel chapter 1, verse 12. Prove your servants, I beseech thee 10 days, and let them give us pulse. Pulse is vegetable. And water to pulse to eat and vegetable and water to drink. Yeah? Next verse. Then let our countenances be looked upon before thee, and the countenance of the children that eat of the portion of the king's meat. And as thou seest, deal with thy servants. So he consented to them in this matter and proved them 10 days. All right? Verse 15. At the end of 10 days, their countenances appeared, number one, fairer, and number two, they were fatter in flesh. I don't know where anybody eats vegetables, veggies, and you grow bigger. But that was God honoring their determination. They were fatter in flesh than all the children which did eat the portion of the king's meat. They were bigger, they were fairer than all the people that compromised. Those of you going abroad very soon. This is a foreign country. This is how we live here. Here, you don't do legit. If you do legit, you can't even pay your bills. Or you just be paying bills. You have nothing extra to send back to, my, to Nigeria. We do drugs. All right? Join us. You make money. Be a big boy in no time. Drive a Bentley. Drive whatever. You have a choice, guy. Whether to remember the God that you were serving in Expression House. Or to join the cartel to do drugs. As a lady, you know, the, the weather is cold and you need a man. And, and you know, when you live in a shared apartment with your partner, I mean, not, you don't have to get married. Nobody talks about marriage, but you split the bills. Like it's $500 every month. You bring $250 to the table. He, he brings $250 to the table. And, and you help each other as mutual friends with benefits. In other words, they're saying live with someone you're not married to because this is how it happens Abroad. Abroad is not above. You are not from abroad. You are from above. And the Bible says he that is from above is above all. Can I have an amen? amen. I'm saying to you, don't compromise. No matter where you find yourself, do not compromise. Whatever you compromise to gain, you will lose to compromise. There were guys that compromised. They were also taken from other countries. They ate the king's meat. They drank the king's wine.
they were not better than Daniel, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. In fact, Daniel, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego were better than them. They were fairer, they were fresher, they were fatter. Because they did not compromise. Every time you refuse to compromise, God honors that choice. Are you with me, church? Come on, are you with me, church? And God brought them into favor with the king. God brought them promotion. Go to verse 20. Daniel chapter 1, verse 20. Um, this is where I wrap up. Somebody blessed today? In fact, go to verse 17, sorry. Verse 17. And as for these four children, God gave them knowledge and skill in all learning and wisdom. And Daniel had understanding in all visions and dreams. I've always said, there is no such thing as the gift of knowledge, but the discipline of study. But I'm changing that now. Yes, there's discipline of study, but there's also gift of knowledge. The Bible says God gave them knowledge. Don't mess with God. Don't limit God. God can give you knowledge. God gave them knowledge. Have you heard of people playing the instruments without anybody teaching them? God gave them knowledge. I understand the, dis the discipline of study. Very good. But God also gives knowledge. Otherwise, the Bible would not have said that as for these four children, God gave them knowledge. For an assignment, for a purpose. Don't misquote me. Don't say, well, pastor preached today, God gave them knowledge. I don't need to write jam. I want to be a medical doctor. God give me the knowledge of a medical doctor. Ba -da -ba 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 -ba. No, you're, gonna have, you're not going to have it, baby. You're going to have to write jam, apply for medicine and surgery, go to school, and then you have that knowledge. But what God will do is that he will make the job easier for you. Are you getting what I'm saying? Are you getting what I'm saying? Verse 20. And in all matters of wisdom and understanding that the king inquired of them, he found them ten times better than all the magicians and all the astrologers that were in all his realm. Hallelujah. I said hallelujah. I said hallelujah. No matters of wisdom and understanding. They were ten times better. Give us ten days. Prove us for ten days. And they were ten times better. This year, may you be ten times better than your mates. If they could achieve this under the old covenant... We can achieve so much more in the new covenant with the help of the Holy Spirit and in the name of King Jesus. In fact, you'll be a thousand times better. Only three people said amen. Yes. Lord, answer everyone who said amen. Yes. It was this same determination that saw them through. When the king became crazy, later made an image of himself and asked them to bow before the image. Daniel 3, 16 to 18. And they told him, we are not careful to answer you in this matter. We are determined to serve God only. We will not bow before your image and we are not going to burn. Our God whom we serve is able to deliver us and he will deliver us. And if you don't cast us into the fire, know that we will not bow. I close by telling you, church, as young people, full of energy, full of potential, your future is bright. Your future is glorious in Christ. There are certain things you do now 
You deny yourself of certain pleasures out of determination to please God. They will pay off in your future. He that places pleasure before duty is a compound fool. There are people who are placing, they are placing pleasure before duty. What they should eat tomorrow, they are eating it today. An example is sex. Sex is for tomorrow. When you get married. Don't eat it now. If you eat it now, you are placing pleasure before duty. Deny yourself. Not because anybody will beat you. You're a big girl. You're over 18. You're an adult. Nobody will punish you. Worst case scenario, if they find out, they will embarrass you. They'll talk about you. And you move on. But don't do that. Choose to deny yourself. We call it delayed gratification. Delay the gratification. A time is coming when you will do it. It will bring you pleasure. And it will yield results. The desired result. Now, if it yields any result, it is an undesired result. Deny yourself. This year, deny yourself certain pleasures. You might be cutting down on the time you spend on the internet and on social media so that you can channel your energy into something more productive. Daniel, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego denied themselves of the pleasure of the king's meat and God brought them into promotion. As you deny yourself of certain things, things I may not know, but you know, and you know that giving up this thing, it will only take God. Ah! Only God can take this thing away from me. Do it for God. Do it for God. Do it for God. And watch God bring you into the place that is called there. The place of fulfillment. Stand on your feet, everybody. I want the ushers to bring the communion element. The three D's of dominion. What's the number one D? I've not told you the second D. I've kept it to myself, to my chest. Until next Sunday. And the Sunday after. I'll tell you the final D. So if you're not around physically, if you have to travel, join us online to complete the series with us. And these messages are available for free. Facebook, YouTube, and we have audio channels, podcasts. Uh, what do you guys call it? Media? What do you call those platforms? Spotify? Yeah? Oh yeah, now talk to me. Apple Music? Yeah? MixLR is direct. Is it being recorded? It can be replayed? It's on MixLR as well. Low data. For a higher life. Low data. High life. These are the things to listen to in the new year. Listen more to the word of God. Faith coming by hearing, hearing by the word. We're, cl we're closing the service now and we're going to join them at the ICC for prayer. I can assure you in the next maximum 10 minutes we're out of here or less. Can I have the communion? All eyes closed.